Welcome to Mastering Music. My name is Petronella Turin, and today we have a fantastic episode. It is isolation time, and we have time to listen to podcasts, so a little bit good in this dark time. So I also am editing a lot of podcasts, so I'm going to try to release everything I have in my little library that is waiting for me to edit. So keep tuned. And you can do that by looking at the Facebook page, Mastering Music, and then I also of course, upload everything on iTunes and Spotify and Acast, you know, the places where podcasts exist, and on my webpage, www.masterymusic.com. There you also find all the links to all the artist music, to YouTube videos, to web pages, everything about the artists that are in the podcast. So that's something that keeps you occupied for a while. And if you like the podcast, Please screenshot that you're listening to it and tag me, Swedish Alist Petronella Turin on Instagram or Mastering Music on Facebook. And I will be so happy and so grateful. That would mean so much for me. So thank you so much for, for sharing this podcast to people so more people can learn and get inspired by the music. That is the whole point with the podcast. Thank you. Now I'm going to tell you about a fantastic man that I go way back. With. He was one of the first person who made me love music because this guy has so much energy. He is amazing. He's a conductor and a percussion player. His name is Ulf Wadenbrandt and we are going to follow his story. He went from being a music teacher in the normal local music school to becoming the boss of the music school and then to becoming an international famous rock conductor. He is actually... I wouldn't put him in only rock music because he's playing all kinds of music in every genre that you can imagine. He is incredible. He went from a music teacher who wanted to do something good for his students. He wanted them to get inspired by good artists, so he invited them to play with his his youth orchestra and he became really good at being a conductor and in the end now he's the principal guest conductor for the Russian Philharmonic Orchestra. I mean, amazing and a very, very international known conductor. When he comes to conduct in Russia, they have to have cravel fences so people don't run over him because actually when they see him, they get really excited and want to speak to him and be close to him. He also has his own calendar and uh, like, you know, this, uh, what is it called? Like rings that you, key rings. Yeah, key rings that you have on your key uh, keys. Oh my god, yeah, I wish I had that. (laughs) Okay, so in Sweden he's a little bit more known for playing with professional orchestras like Sweden Symphony Orchestra, that is Ulf's own orchestra. And then he's playing with the the Norrköping Symphony Orchestra, the Dala Symphonietta. He's also played with a lot of... He also plays with amateurs orchestra, so it's every kind of uh, orchestra in, in the whole country. I think he has been through a lot of them, okay? But so that's really nice. He doesn't really exclude anyone. He only include people and orchestras. An artist that he has been playing with is the number and the list is very long, but I picked 
out a few names that are a little bit more international so everyone can relate. So Robert Wells is one of them. He's a very, very virtuous pianist. And then you have E-Type, Agnes Carlson, Lorraine, who won the uh, Eurovision. And then you have Peter Gerbach, who's a famous musical singer. And then also Elena Paparizzo. Just to say a few, okay? And Master Music is free to listen to, but not to make. So if you want to contribute to making this podcast, please go to my webpage, www.mastermusic, and look for a little icon with Buy Me A Coffee, and you can give me three euros. That is something small that will help me keep going through these hard times uh, to make new episodes, because I travel to different countries. I was in Sweden in January and in Denmark, and I tried to make it the best kind of content that is possible and I think in these dark times we could really need some advice and support uh, so this episode is from January so we are not going to talk about corona maybe that's nice to just get a f- corona free song I'm going to start the episode now I hope you enjoy it as much as me he talks about how to get sponsors he's really good at getting sponsors he talks about how to build a good orchestra he gives some really good tip in how to make an orchestra listen to you and respect you he also talks about being famous and what it can do to you and also he talks about how to handle bad criticism and yeah all of these things that we yeah we have around us as musicians so enjoy an amazing episode with Ulf Wadenbrandt we are going to listen to Hungarian Rhapsody with Dmitry Malakov on the piano and Robert Wells also on the piano and the Russian Philharmonic Orchestra playing and Ulf Wadenbrandt as conductor.
Welcome to Master Music, Ulf Wadenbrand. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're actually in your office almost. We are in uh, Trollhättan. It's a city in Sweden next to a very big lake called Vernon. Uh, also, big companies come from uh, Trollhättan, like Volvo and Saab. But we are sitting in your office called like N3, actually, and it's the culture school here, or music school in Trollhättan. Correct, correct. It's a new building here. It's fantastic. Uh, it's really fancy, really nice. With, with lots of Yeah, it's for young kids and students that yeah. wants to make a future uh, with culture. So yeah. yeah, and you have uh, dancing and more art than only music in this school, right? Yeah, it's painting, it's movie, it's uh, dancing. Maybe I said it already. It's uh, the theater, it's music. So it's a lots of stuff here. It's yeah. a fantastic place to be for for young people that wants to to uh, check out these things or maybe work with it in the future. Yeah. Uh, so what do you work with when you're here? What do you do a day in entry? I work here half of my time at entry. I work with symphony orchestra. I have the entry symphony orchestra. I work with students, percussion students. And I also work with some kind of sponsorships with the school. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's my work here. Yeah, actually, you're really good with sponsors. I saw your webpage and I was like, how many sponsors do we, this guy have, you know? I saw uh, some glass company called Seoptik. I saw a car company and percussion company. And what more? Clothes. Clothes, uh, yes, clothes, and I saw. bags when I travel. Bags, uh, yeah. It's lots of stuff. Uh, I need to check my website. But so what, what is your best tips to get sponsors? I mean, the one million dollar question for all musicians. Okay. How do you get sponsors? Ju- I just want to correct one thing, and it's like uh, when I work here at M3, I also work with sponsorship for the school, yeah. so we have some kind of big sponsors yeah. here. And uh, my private career as a conductor and as a musician, I have a lot of sponsors also. So speak about sponsoring and musician. Uh, it's very interesting because for some of the musician, it's not popular to have sponsor. It's little. Yeah. You should just be musician and nothing else. But suffer. Or the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they are lost, but okay. <laughs> uh, the main thing is here to to build a brand, to be good, to be a good musician, to also connect with people. You need to like to connect with people, and and uh, it's it, it, everything is is connected. You know, when I do concerts, and so I just don't do it on stage. I speak to people. I speak to audience. I'm very it's it's also part of the work to 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 do other stuff than just standing on the stage and for you're me really active on the stage you're jumping you're running around yeah you're i have some maybe some illness i don't know why i can't stand still <laughs> but but mainly about if you go to the yeah so yeah the thing is sponsorship you need to have to work with connections everything is connected you you need to be to work with a brand to make a strong brand whatever you are whatever you're working with you need to have some brand that people want to connect with something that yeah is interesting uh, for the for the company uh, to get something back because they don't just give things away you need to Have a win-win or yeah, have a win-win or have some interesting you can give them or be con- connected uh, with some special thing. And I can you give an example of um, a win-win? Um, yeah, I think with the glasses, for example, my company that uh, work with they, I they are very recognizable on every photos in media, in papers, in videos, in pods. If we take photos. Yeah. Uh, And you really need to use glasses. Right? Yeah, I can't live without them nowadays. I can start yeah. to get older, so I need it. Uh, and and that's a, a natural connection. 
for example, or, or, or percussion instrument, I just use that percussion instrument or, or clothes on stage. My suit is best and it's, it's a brand that I always choose. And it's on, uh, people see it on, on pictures and so on. So, so it needs to be natural. It needs to be, yeah, I like to work with it. Some people don't like to work with it, but I really love to have this. It's a part of my work, not just to be a musician or conductor, it's to, to connect with people and all this together is, is making this work very interesting. And it is really important. I mean, for me, it's, at least it's very important what I'm wearing, especially like as a chalice, you don't want to have a too short skirt or you don't want to, you want to be comfortable, yeah. but at the same time, you have to look good. And very often, you know, a symphony orchestra, you have to have black clothes, for example, because yeah. then the lighting is, is more uh, effective on your face. And it is a challenge to make a lot of people fit into the same clothes, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's big. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you should be feel comfortable and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. I, I just like to work with this and I think you need to... So when you start a sponsorship, do you call them or do they call you? It's, it's, it's differently. Some It's differently. It's really differently. Mostly they come to me, but in some cases I also connect with them because I think it's a good uh, win-win situation. And Nowadays, for me, it's in the, in the start of the career, it was of course hard to get this connection, but now it's everything is running but you need to keep it it's like a marriage marriage you know yeah. you need to 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 make it grow and make it good all the time you can't just get things and then drop yeah. uh, the source you got the thing from you need to always to it's like to have a good marriage i want to say to give something back be interested in what they developing and then they need to be interested in what we do and and do it like teamwork yeah. So you seek sponsorship also while you with something that you like. Yeah, I don't go for cigarettes or some <laughs> stuff that I don't use. You, you you need also to be comfortable. You don't. In my case, I don't know how others do, but I, I I go for things that I like and of course I need. Uh, and for a win-win situation, it should be good for both parts. And 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 and, and the and the brands knows what they want. Uh, it's not just to get and pick things. So, but. It's interesting, and I think that this is also connected to maybe I steal your question. I don't know what we will we'll speak about everything, but it's a little also about this is connected with your education. I think because when you study as a musician, sometimes you don't you you finish this graduation, you have no idea how you should go on, what you should, how will I get work, where should I work, yeah, exactly in symphony orchestra. And, and this is if you're good good on social things, if you're good to connecting and you build things in the way and try to get gigs. I think this is for me. It's it's natural, but it's essential because no one will find you in your practice room. How uh, amazing that would be if someone just knocked on your door while you're practicing, but they will not because they don't know that you ex exist, and ev everyone will buy everything if they uh, are offered mm. the opportunity. Mm. Uh, at least that's my experience, and a lot of times. People say, oh, you will never sell it. And I say, oh, of course I will, because if I offer it in a win-win in a situation, of course it will be attractive. And people buy a lot of stuff that is not valuable, in my opinion. So why wouldn't they buy something that actually gives value? Mm. And especially in our time when uh, experience are so like in, we want to... People want to uh, show that they are experienced things. They want to have uh, Instagram photos from their concerts. Mm. It's not so, it's getting less and less important with the things. It's more like, I'm doing this. Mm. They want to take pictures of their adventures. Yeah, it's the situation in the world and this kind of stuff is changing so fast, everything. And, and what we put the most, yeah, yeah, I, I'm into it. And you know, 
we open up the world now in a way we have never done before and you can see so well skilled people everywhere yeah. like nowadays and I, I i i like it also because it's of course makes us more look what's happening in the world but in sweden nowadays it's come shining for people from china from russia from yeah. netherlands from from everywhere in the world and searching for symphony works. Uh, back in the days, it was maybe Nord- Nordic countries yeah. that comes from, but now it's from everywhere. And, and you know, <laughs> people are so skilled everywhere. And what is the difference if you have hundreds standing in a row? What's the difference? Everybody sounds good. Yeah. How can you make difference? Yeah. What is the difference? Everybody have gone the same education, gone from the same teachers, blah, 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 have very good CV, but you need to have something else to make me interested because most of them, you need, if you have a thousand that sounds the same or in the same level, you need to pick, pick somebody for mm. work. And what is the difference between these guys or girls or people? Yeah, you need to not be a copy of everybody because then it's not interesting in my case. Um, but uh, I, I don't judge anybody, but how I look on music and I look on musician, you need to find something that is unique. Um, know yourself maybe because that's where you will find your brand yeah I think so and I when I speak to students and in my family because I have two daughters that will be uh, professional musicians yeah Ida it, and Lina yeah 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 Ida and Lina and one of the girls is now moving out in the world and she's classically educated or both but they want to go another way and I think it's <laughs> we, we will never forget that music, we do music for fun that's why we started and uh, maybe we'll go into this later but but we need to always have fun and don't lust why we started and it's so much yeah you need to be different and uh, that's why i'm sitting here maybe to speak about that so yes. um, i have a, a question about the sponsor so you have a lot of things that helps you but i noticed that you have very long hair but you don't have any sponsors in the shampoo industry so what's up there i think it's like because my hair is very <laughs> standing at every everywhere so you i must use a lot of shampoos so yeah yeah, yeah. i i uh, honestly i never thought about shampoo maybe i should ask one brand there or yeah. something because i have not been connected that was a very good I will check that out. But you know, I, I never cut my hair nearly. So okay. I got, I I stopped that for two years ago. I don't know why, but. You don't have time or. I, I have time, but I think I will see how long it will grow. I don't know, but <laughs> it's not so long. But uh, anyhow, I got, I, I got, I was asked by, uh, what you say, cutting, hair yeah, cutting company yeah. to, to get, yeah. hairdresser to get sponsored by that. But I think they are hard to control me in that case. So I, I didn't pick up that one. They are really good. So, but I, the hair is one other thing. <laughs> I, yeah. But it was interesting. I, it was very funny. I would think about this. Shampoo. Yeah, yeah, shampoo. Maybe in the future we will see you. Yeah, Maybe like, like. The... The hockey player, Swedish yeah. hockey player. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, it's totally wrong with the hockey player. We yeah. should be, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The he good, has the hair for it. Good, I will check it out. Maybe <laughs> I can be, be, get better control over it. We are just uh, putting it out there for all the shampoo companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. companies. Call. Call us. <laughs> this is a personal number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very good It was funny. This, I like this question. It was very funny. Yeah. Uh, and okay, so we talked a little bit about sponsor, but I I know that you are traveling the world. You are conducting everywhere. It's Russia. It's uh, 
Czechian, it's Sweden, it's everywhere. And every city in Sweden also. It's not only the big cities. And I kind of always admire that uh, from you because you don't exclude any, everyone. You include a lot of people and a lot of music. And I think that's a good word for you. You are included, uh, including people. Uh, because I met you the first time when I was maybe 13 or 14 years old. And we were playing in Sundal Rock Orchestra in, uh, in Brolanda, a very, very little, little, little place on the earth. <laughs> and you were always so kind and including everyone. And you said, yeah, yeah, come everyone, let's play together. And yeah. invited a lot of famous artists and... That was a big thing for, for me as a girl, to play with big artists, to be in the big orchestra together with all the, the, the different people, people who were very skilled, people who were maybe less skilled, were, were learning from the people with better skills. Um, I wanted to ask you about like where does that attitude come from? Because a lot of musicians want to exclude people, like yeah. you are not good enough. You cannot be in my orchestra or no, I don't want to go there because it's not big enough for me. But where, where does that philosophy come from to include people? I don't, I don't know. I think it's in my kind of being as a person because when you are together with good people, you also start to be better by yourself. And orchestra is some kind of, you need of course to practice, but, but back in the days when we were in that little city, it was also when we, we my struggle was to, to catch also some famous artists that will work with these students and the students will see that nothing is impossible, we do this on stage and they start to practice or you start to practice when all you in was in back in the day for doing this concert and we were standing on stage and maybe in front of 1500 yeah, people. It was really a lot of people. And I think that is to show people that nothing is impossible if you want to do it and you can make your dream or do your stuff. And I think that's how I'm thinking and together we will be stronger. And uh, when you are in that age, you should see possibilities and not be put away. Uh, so that's my philosophy. And this this year was one of my best in, in my life, yeah. I think, because it was very fun. And yeah, so I like it. And I, when you speak about, I work in big cities and also in small towns. And I work with professional symphony orchestra. I work with semi-professional orchestra. With, like teachers, students and amateurs in the same orchestra and I work with also with students orchestra and that's I want versatility <laughs> uh, uh, to do the different stuff because the students give me so much energy I also learn about I'm now 51 years old it's nothing I feel like I'm 14 but but it makes me more know what they listen to music yeah. I'm learn. And also I'm, I need to listen to that music, otherwise I'm cut off what's happening now. Uh, with the semi-professionals, they are also so very eager to do this stuff together. They want to learn and practice. And with the professionals, it always sounds good. Yeah. It always sounds fantastic. But the other, uh, the, the, the students and the semi-professionals can nearly be as good as the professionals because they, they don't do this full time. So they are, wow, yeah. I want to do this. And the professional is also, wow, but this is their work. It's like any work. You go to work. They have a passion, a really passion. They are fantastic. But this mix together yeah. is perfect for me. So, of course, I like to work with professionals. It's fantastic. It's some opportunity to do that. But I don't want to miss uh, the other orchestras. Uh, it's make me feeling alive. I feel that I 
I need to work harder, I need to uh, maybe say how they should do it another way. Maybe it's, um, I mean, it's a little bit more difficult or, I mean, it's different because an orchestra that is professional that plays every week together a lot of hours, they already yeah. have uh, a unity. Yeah, yeah. But when you meet people who are not used to each other from different ages, you have to create that unity. Yeah. Um, and how do you do that? Because I know that you are really good at it. You can always unite people. And that's something that is really a great quality in a conductor. Yeah, I, I, it's, 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 it's much about social thing. It's not just as a conductor it's like a team leader i think mm. it's like if we speak to entry symphony orchestra they would say i'm bad on names <laughs> <laughs> because i for i forget sometimes but when you come to a new orchestra it's very important i have a strategy that maybe maybe people have many people have, is to learn names fast mm -hmm. is to take connection before it take directly connection with the concert master learn concert master speak a little before if you have some difficult parts or something go to one of the people that will have it uh, meet them yeah learn speak so it's it's no tense before you start um, just and um, remember if it's a and you make a joke with them you always joke with yeah, them. yeah yeah i try to do jokes also to make them them uh, relaxed and I, when I work with professional orchestras, it's I think I have one minute or something to convince them that I have control over the situation because yeah, I have long hair, I look a little different than back in the days conductors do. I, nowadays it's more to be different, but back in the days it was most older guys. Yeah. They were strong how they wanted, and I didn't. I don't look like that. So I, I remember when I come to Belarus. Belarus, White, yeah. White Russia. It was uh, it, it was not anything special there because it's same in other countries with the orchestra. But I just remember that moment. It was the presidential orchestra, the yeah. president's orchestra. And you know, I saw on them that okay, this guy, do we have control or not? And I think I and then in that case, you need to be very fast. You need to take control over the orchestra and show them that you have you're good on this and after that yes everything is cool yeah. but i remember back in the days i touring one month in russia and meet 15 symphony orchestras in one month it was one day rehearsal next day concert one day rehearsal next concert and chase orchestra every day and in that tempo you need to have keys what uh, did you do? to to make them fast yeah i i think i'm good on it uh, Start with a high tempo, directly uh, take a special piece that you know that is a little tricky. Okay. <laughs> uh, I do that because then <laughs> I need to work. They think that, okay, this is because it was, I did heavy metal with, yeah. with, with orchestras and some of them, what the fuck, heavy metal, what is this? <laughs> and, so, and I take the hardest piece and start with that. Yeah. And everybody needs to work really hard. And I know exactly how I want it. They have no time to start thinking or doing stuff. And after that, oh shit, this guy have control of the situation. Yeah. And then you start to make a little make easier. Make yeah. yeah. Make people busy directly in, in that case. But I have different strategies. I mean, it must be hard for, I mean, they, they are symphony orchestra people, so they, they don't know metal because it's a completely different genre for them. Yeah, but, but the thing is most, <laughs> Some of them really like this music privately, and, and, and the band that I work with was their fans uh, when they were kids. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. And, and somehow it's maybe a little louder, but, but heavy metal is a little the same as classical music yeah. because it's lots of fast things.
Tempo shifting. Tempo shifting and nice melodies when it's balanced and so on. So it's much equal stuff. Hmm? So um, make people busy is a good tip when you're taking over the, the, the orchestras. And for maybe people who are like orchestras that are a bit nervous, you can always make a joke and make contacts with uh, them personally and make sure that they know that you are not scary, but you know yeah. that you have control over yeah. the situation. Yeah, I think it depends on the situation and you need to be very flexible it's to find people to get in right mood. That's the main thing because we're going to the same goal, everybody, yeah. and make a good trip. This day I'm there. Uh, make a good trip, have fun and high quality. Yeah. And I think people don't play better when they are tense. They play better when they are loose in the minds. Yeah. But it's a lot of fantastic conductors. There's lots of fantastic musicians. It's a lots of fantastic orchestras everywhere. So I, I just happy to be part of this world. So. So how did you end up here? You know, like traveling the world, conducting uh, professional and uh, non-professional orchestras. How did you end up here? Like you were a drummer from the beginning, I know. Yeah. Uh, so where did it start? Like. How did you discover music? My father is a drummer. Uh, he had his own band when he was back in the days, and it was back in the 60s. And he played some kind of jazz dance music. Uh, it was before, long before jazz was some kind of dance music yeah, before. Okay. So he was there. And my brother is also a musician, a teacher here in the same place as me. And then I go to uh, gymnasium, uh, music uh, gymnasium. Yeah. And High school. High school, maybe yeah. it's the name. Uh, and I was studying classical percussion. I started to teach very early. I combined. Then I got a conservatory in Sweden. And you went to Arvika? In yes, Ingesund? in Ingesund. It so was into the wide forest of Sweden. It was the wide forest of Sweden, very much. But a lot of teachers in Sweden come from Ingesund Arvika because it's a big uh, metropole for teaching. Yeah. It's, it's, and it still is, uh, like for years and years, everyone goes there. And yeah. it's kind of a place where all the old great musicians go to um, to, to chill, you know? Yeah. They go there to chill when yeah. they're older, yeah. and then they teach in the conservatorium yeah. and make really good teachers. Yeah. It's my experience. Yeah. It's... I also went there there. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> I think they are very skilled on, on strings. Uh, yeah, but there you started to be a drum teacher. Yeah. Did and you I, discover conducting there as well? Yeah, I did some conducting lessons and then I have practice on on different amateur orchestras and and I I uh, freelance as a conduct uh, as a percussionist in different professional orchestras. In the same time, I'm teaching and playing with bands and then I somehow start to conducting and it's. Maybe it's quite natural as a drummer because you are kind of the rhythm. Yeah, 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 and yeah. That's that's my best skill to keep keep it together. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, so it was some natural things, and I always, as a percussionist, check the conductors very much how they do, how they did it, and and this kind of stuff. And then yeah, I change role and start to work more with as a conductor. But I've been teacher for a long while. I have been boss at music school for yeah. ten years. And it was a very, very good time, but in this, no but, it was fantastic. And it comes but again. <laughs> uh, but I got so much request as a conductor and it was, I have small kids back in the days, so I decided to, to stay as a music boss at school. In fact, it was this school yeah. uh, or this house, part of this house uh, for the teachers. But, but after a while, when I got so much request, I dropped it. Yeah. 
and go back to, to, to conducting and start with that and teach. I remember a lot of people when you were boss um, here at the school, they were like, why is he the boss? He should be out playing. Yeah. They were a bit complaining because they didn't see you enough. And they were always like, no, Ulf shouldn't be the boss. Actually, he should be out with the orchestra and playing all yeah. the time. But I mean, it's, it's always a challenge as a musician when you have a family because you have to uh, prioritize. What, what is best for the family also yeah. because marriage as you say is giving and taking and it has to be a win-win yeah. and you cannot always uh, torment your partner <laughs> like myself I torment my partner sometimes with a lot of things because I'm a musician and at some times you have to consider the price and there is uh, always time later the children grow and yeah, yeah so yeah. there is always solution yeah but do you have any like advice as a boss for a music school like do you have any tips like don'ts and do's? Yes, it's hard to be a, a boss in the music school because there is a lot of parameters that needs to cliff together to to be working properly. Yeah. And teachers and it's a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I think like this. I will not go back and do it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I liked it, but I, it 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 makes me growing as a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fantastic time because in back in these days we built this house. Mm. It was one of the work to do this to to get it from from another uh, house that was not for right purpose we were in, and, yeah. and now we have a fantastic house. So uh, it was a good time, but I don't want to do it again uh, because it's uh, it's it's very big. The responsibility yeah, is yeah, messy yeah. because you have the logistic of yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and deciding every... how the room should look like. Yeah, 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 and it's it's not so much music into it, it's much other stuff. But it was a fantastic time. I learned a lot. It was, and I, most of everything, I very much uh, use of it now as a leader, as a conductor, as a, in everything. So it was a good time and we did a good work together. It was fantastic. But now I want to do things by myself. It's a lot of politics also, having a, a culture school yeah, here yeah. in Sweden. It's yeah. founded by the government or yeah. It's only small fees from the actual actual parents. Mm. And you can always get even more funding if uh, you have less money as a family to have your kids in, in music school. Yeah. Because the um, Swedish society is built so everyone should have the opportunity actually to play. It's very good. It's, it's not the aristocratic education is for everyone actually. Yeah which is really great. Yeah. But that means also that you have a lot of responsibility because you have to always show where the money are going because it's tax money mm. uh, combined with other money. So it's not easy because you have to combine what a person culturally are after and to create art, but also in the same way, be able to show what you actually used it for. And mm. yeah, it's a lot of politics. Mm. It's just my imagination of it. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, it's also bureaucracy together with yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Everything we else. we are very happy here because the politicians was supporting very good and built this house because we see now that it's it makes big sense in the society. It's yeah. very important for the town. But Perhaps the youth people maybe keep it on track in school and people are activated as yeah. young people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what is the benefits that you see from having a... Swedish system. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Swedish system and a big school, like it's a big culture school. Uh, but it's involving everybody. We want everybody to be here and we want everybody to to find something that will de- develop their life and be a better, better person. and, and have use of it the rest of our life. We will want to give the opportunity to 
to if you want to be a musician, actor, dancer, movie maker, or theater, whatever you want, I have. You can. We want to give them the skills to work later as professionals. Yeah. And if you don't want that, you should have fun with what you have learned. Yeah. And, and maybe if you speak about instruments, for example, maybe you play here just for yeah. fun. But in your grown-up life, you can you can work in a bank, but you can have very fun with your flute or your guitar anyhow, and play at home or play with your sh- uh, children or play with other people for just for fun. We just want people to 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 get a better life. And with the culture, it makes difference to people yeah and also even if you don't become a musician uh, there's like if you look at the doctors in the doctor school all of them played piano or violin because they learn a skill they learn how to teach themselves something because it's a skill that you learn yourself how to learn things and also how to socialize and yeah be with other people so many doctors plays too good i think yeah. they are even <laughs> they are stop going to doctor school yeah they are they are good on many things some of them are playing better than yeah. anybody else who work as a doctors yeah, yeah maybe not everybody but it's because they want money yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> maybe they don't want to be suffer artists so then after school you graduated from arvikam you took a job in the trolletan culture school as a music teacher yeah i think i was in a lot of school before that i was okay. in Vendersport. Oh, some smaller also. town. I was in Mellerud back oh, in the days Mellerud before your. Yeah. Uh, My hometown. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and some smaller cities also. Uh, yeah. Where I, yeah, and then I w- went here. I think I've been here since 18 years I've been here. Yeah, and a um, professional conductor you've been doing for 20 one or 22 years? Yeah, something like Because I saw that you had like 20 jubilee. anniversary. Jubilee, yeah. 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 Anniversary. And then you did a le- lecture about being a conductor. Yeah. I'm really curious because I wasn't there, unfortunately, because I was living in the Netherlands. But what did you do a lecture about? Like, no, I, I think it comes some hundred people and check this. It was amazing. So much yeah. people come. I speak about leadership. I speak about my travelings. I speak about how to connect with people. So uh, it was not just about how to conduct. No, conduct. It was the. It was my life as a professional conductor and people were interested about it. I also speak about how it was to travel to Siberia and yeah. work there. And it's very different from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very different and it was minus 40 degrees when we were there. And but everything is in Russian when you're in Russia. Like, can you read Russian or how do you... No, do you I, I understand by? Russian, but I'm, okay. not, I'm not perfect on it. But I also... Yeah. They, did you they, learn Russian? Did you learn Russian before you went there? No, 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 it's it's the same time that I'm there somehow. And when you live with Russian people for one month, you need to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And sometimes when you come out in the small cities, they don't understand. And it's totally strange to connect. Uh, And you don't have Wi-Fi, so you can't Google Google Translate. translate, But somehow it worked. But it's... uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's funny, but I think it's so much stories behind that's interesting to speak about. Yeah, and that was what I did back in the days. And um, like it looks very amazing, like when you see all the photos of people traveling. But actually, it's quite exhausting. At least, I mean, for me, I'm a shelly, so every time I have to pass the pass <laughs> control, it's like uh, I'm a terrorist. I go into the whole terror control with my shallow and oh, the fight with the f- uh, flight company. Yeah. And I have to book an extra seat for Mr. Shallow. Yeah. And then you have to call the company and say it's not a person, it's an instrument. Yeah. How, how is it for you? I mean, you don't have a shallow with you. 
but uh, lots of stuff I have with me, but but not I'm still, no, but lots of bags. But you know, nowadays I'm so used to it, but I hate to fly. Not to fly, it's not a problem, but I hate airports really. Mm. It's time, it's it's energy. It takes so long time, but you need to do it. Yeah. You are working soon. You're gonna have a sponsorship by Greta Thunberg, and you're gonna yeah, yeah, I go board. my boat. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it would be good uh, with that. Of course, I try to connect as good as possible, but sometimes it's only, in, in, in some ways, it's only the flights that possible if you need to be in time. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's impossible to fly that distance. Um, and I mean, but the problem Siberia is, and stuff like this, it's almost impossible to go there by plane. But we, so. we, we, we were going by train also yeah. in, in Russia. It was very interesting. The yes. Russian Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Express was good, but yeah. the slow one was <laughs> slow. Um, so, but we tried different, different, um, sometimes bus and different stuff. But how did it start with Russia? Like, how did they find you? What yeah, it's very it? funny. It's a very funny thing because I work a lot with Robert Wells, one really famous and fantastic piano yes. player and he called me and asked if I can join him to Moscow because he wants me there we work a lot together and it's much easier more easy to speak with you is uh, when we instruct a musician and yeah. a Russian conductor and uh, I was very, very happy that he called me and and after that I think we did yeah yeah and we did a concert together with a very famous Russian piano player Dmitry Malikov uh, we did two concerts in Moscow, and uh, after the first concert, uh, the boss for the symphony orchestra, uh, Gaene, she came with a, with a card to me and say, I really want us to keep connection, and I want, want to start work with you. It was how it was happening. So it was, um, yeah, I just go over and do, did the work with Robert, and I think uh, yeah, it's good to show myself, but I, yeah. I didn't know anything if it would be something more, but she wants directly, and then we start uh, to speak by email and phone, and then it's got more and more. And now I'm principal guest conductor for Russian Philharmonic Orchestra. Yeah. Congratulations! Yeah, Amazing. yeah, thank you, thank you. And 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 with the other work, it's everything is by coincidence, or maybe it, sh- it should of course happen. But after the second concert with Dmitry Malekov, uh, it was his birthday concert, 45. It was seven and a half thousand people in the audience. <laughs> after that concert, it was. A journalist there, and and uh, the day after the concert, I was sitting in the hotel lobby and just check Facebook or something, and, and suddenly it comes a message on Messenger and say, "Hello, I'm a journalist. I was on the concert yesterday. It was fantastic. You did, did a great work. By the way, I'm also the press manager for Aria, one of yeah. the biggest heavy metal band in in Russia. The or the by band, the way, yeah. the, by the way, and the orchestra and the band yeah. have 25 years jubilee, and for 25 years ago they did a it did a symphony concert with the band and now the conductor have sadly passed away mm-hmm. and we need a new one with lots of spirit and energy and and uh, can you have a meeting yeah, of course two hours later the promoter for for the band was in the hotel lobby with with the journalist and and, and we have a meeting and they say in russian i didn't understand when they speak between them but it's uh, we should get this guy, and somehow I agree with it. And then it was next thing happening, and yeah. So we did tour for two years, two months every year, uh, one month every every year. So it happened, just happened. 
you were very like approachable maybe maybe they felt like they could talk to you yeah 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 and i feel directly when i met them the first time uh, that i was one of the members in the band yeah. it was very good and then i done um, another thing with the biggest dj dj in mm -hmm. russia it was also by some coincidence dj smash is so big he played for 400,000 people in the same time in China. Yeah, they love DJs in the Netherlands. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, they love electronic music. Like yeah. So, Netherlands is the next place we will do something together, I think. Yeah. <laughs> DJs. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you are perfect in the way that you are a conductor that actually knows how to play other music than only classical music. Because yeah. you are very broad in jungles. And you don't really say no to any challenge because most people would <laughs> shit their pants if someone said, Do you want to go to Russia? Uh, you don't speak a word Russian and just go to a, um, a place and, and play with professional orchestra because, I don't know, Russian can be scary because they are very skilled and they have a reputation of being very, very good. Mm -hmm. So, of course, uh, you have to have some guts, but also you are the perfect man for it because you know all the different genres mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of conductors that can say that they can conduct all of those Jungers. No, it's true. Um, and what I'm hearing, like something that started like a mission to uh, inspire young uh, kids in the music school, actually, with the Sundot Rock Orchestra, mm -hmm. uh, to make them practice, <laughs> including myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, it worked, by the way. Mm -hmm. And then working with different artists to becoming like the artists wanting to work with you, actually. Mm -hmm. Because from the beginning, we you said that you also had to like try to get them there. Yeah. And I remember that we were like in, you told that you were negotiating with the money with yeah, the, for yeah. example Danny was a guy from either idol in Sweden yeah. and he was so expensive and all the kids in the in the orchestra wanted him to come because of course you were starstruck by yeah. his idol performance and you were like oh yeah it's so expensive I, have, I really have to take him down yeah. we were always so happy when you came and said oh we have Peter Jörbak we have yeah, the yeah, yeah. type yeah. Uh, and um, Elena Paparizzo you also played with yeah. Tenar Star and Lorin who won the Eurovision yeah. by the way Swedish win there mm. but it's really I always believe that if you have a big mission with with what you do to do something good for more people than yourself you will end up in a good career sort of way because mm. it's, it started with something that was not selfish you didn't start out being I want to be the biggest rock conductor in the world mm. it came from somewhere else that you wanted to give something to students for example and then you discover more and more that actually okay this is something good people like this mm. because you have always a lot of audience mm. there was never uh, a seat empty on the concert that mm. we played in a very small uh, town mm. with a very little orchestra with mm. no money at all. So it was very popular and you're really good at making music programs that both the musician likes and the audience. Mm. And that is something unique because you are working with also popular music and sometimes you lose the musicians when you do that and sometimes you lose mm. the audience when you do difficult things with the uh, uh, the music so what's your trick there in building programs because you did ABBA program you did Elvis program did Tadjadesta program you did uh, the best of Sweden hit mm. program you did so many programs and they all are very intriguing every time I see an Instagram post I'm like oh my god now again you know he did it again another again. smashing <laughs> smashing program so yeah. how do you think when you make a music program I, I, I go on feelings mostly I just go on feelings I when I have a concert I standing and thinking of other things <laughs> I think what should I do next sometime I go just on feelings everything nearly I I speak also to people a lot on the concert that's also the main thing in the break I don't go to my conductor room no. I go to the audience listen to them, yeah. what they think 
get their energy. Because in the first set, I may be some little nervous. How is it? I see that people start to dancing nearly or clapping yeah. hands or are happy, but but sometimes, oh, how is this? Was it like that? Or and when I get out to audience, uh, they oh, it's amazing, and it's also yeah, it's I feel what they like, and well, then I need to like it by myself, of course, also. But but it's it's mostly comes direct. It's hard to describe because I going and thinking a lot, and then I go for one thing. So it's much emotion in it. Uh, it's a big risk because a lot of the music that you have been playing and did play from the beginning was not written for a symphony orchestra from the beginning. So everything had to be arranged. Because yeah. I remember that we had like five different guys writing arrangements for us. Yeah. Some were better than others. Mm. And it was really like a lot of work and just to make a person sit there and write uh, maybe 45 different parts mm. is quite a lot of work so it's not like you can gamble uh, with the program because if it wouldn't work out you wouldn't sell the tickets there would be a problem it's a really big problem so and, you, and, you did and, a lot of risk taking yeah i take risks all the time <laughs> uh, every time and it's sometimes it's too much risks but i think it's my personality and i'm so old so maybe it's hard to change that but maybe that's also part of the success. I have my own orchestra, Sim- yeah, Sweden, Sweden Symphony, Symphony Orchestra. Symf- Sweden Symphony Orchestra. And that's and there are that that's a freelance orchestra. So of course it's a big um, yeah and it's a gamble every time because you need to sell tickets yeah. to get everything go around. Uh, but I think I have a good nose for this somehow. But you never know. It can yeah. change very fast. And you needs always to be What's that mean? Humble, humble. humble, thank you. In this. So what channels do you use when you sell the concert? Because you use social media, I see, the Facebook and Instagram. What you said? What channels do you use to sell a concert? Mm. Because you have a, you maybe you are in your summer house on the west coast here or the best coast, I guess. And yeah, best coast. Thinking about uh, a program and then you get uh, an idea that you want to go for an ABBA concert maybe. Mm. Uh, you pick the songs that you think are good songs for uh, ABBA performance. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do? You go, where do you go? Where do you start? Because I think no, but it's hard for people to start. Mm. This is a little secret. I can't tell everything because it's <laughs> part of the success. I don't know. I'm kidding. But no, but I just thinking about how I want to do. It's a lots of pain in that. I have a lots of pain yeah. that you can't see maybe uh, before I decide. Yeah. It's a lots of struggle inside myself. Is this good enough? Will it work? Will it not work? Have I? Oh, it, it's two part. I need to say that mm-hmm. it's easy part. It's not easy, but when you go to symphony orchestra and just conducting, yeah. somebody pay me money for doing it. Yeah. And that's mostly what I do. But when I have my own symphony orchestra, yeah. it's so much more needs to be. I need to think what is the cost for that, 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 that the yeah. artist, uh, venue. I have people that work for, with me in my team, of course. So I'm not by myself in this, but you need to think about lots of parameters. Will this work? Will it come enough with money? What is the break even? Uh, will people be happy to hear these hits or should it be other hits? Yeah. How should it be? Should Which artists should, should I mix? Because for your 50th uh, anniversary, when you had your 50th birthday, you yeah. had a lot of artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God, yeah. so many, how can you pay all of them? No, it was expensive, but of course I <laughs> yeah. work with them a lot, so they support me also and yeah. some of them wanted to come so oh everybody wants to come i hope <laughs> so but of course we can deal a little about that and they support me and and i do other gigs with them so it's so give, who give is them. in your team then in your team in the Vardenbrand team i have uh, i have uh, first 
I have my family. It's Ida, Lina. They are yeah. the skilled the violin players. Yeah. Yeah. Representative. Yeah. yeah. And they will also start working more and more with me. It's my wife, Eva. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Osa that works in Sweden with me, uh, with uh, and also playing Sweden Symphony Orchestra yeah. and logistics in Sweden. And I have in Russia Natalia. Yeah. They work with all the marketing stuff. She work with Russia things and uh, also other yeah. countries when it's about brand stuff yeah so so they help you they support you yeah yeah, yeah. so you it's come with important. the idea to them and then they kind of give you feedback on the idea on what to do and how to sell it and then yeah they help you with the yeah mostly i take all decisions by myself because <laughs> i i no, no, they, everybody listen, I ask them, I ask them what you think, and and then and then I think a little, come back, and then I, in the end of the day, if they say something else, maybe I go another way anyhow. <laughs> but it's good to have this support, and often we have the same. Yeah. But I ask, uh, for example, Eva, what do you think about that? Or, yeah, mm -hmm. and then I got one answer, and then I... And when I mix everything, it it, it it will be a good combination with all these fantastic people around. So, um, so surround yourself by a good team is yeah. one um, advice that we can take with us. Yeah, yeah. And I mean... And you go need, in the end of the day, you need to go by your stomach feeling. Yeah. Uh, but it's also nice to have a team that, so you don't have to do every single little thing yourself, like every single little administrative thing, every small thing. I mean, I take a lot of help from my boyfriend mm. because he's really good at booking flights, for example, because mm. it's part of his job. So <laughs> I say, I want to go there at that time. Can you? <laughs> Can you find something nice? Can you give me his number, right? <laughs> no, yeah. He's, a, he's an air traffic controller. So yeah, I can also make sure that my plane goes first <laughs> before the other planes. Perfect combination. <laughs> yeah. Honey, we are in a hurry. Yeah, anyway, it's good with the team. Yeah. And also, I thought part of your success is like when you play with a lot of people, you also get a lot of information spread very quickly. Like you have a lot of orchestras that you've been playing for with for years. Yeah. So they are kind of your orchestra members, but they also, I guess they are also sometimes your audience. Like, oh, Ulf is doing something. Should mm. we go and have a look? Like you played with the Udvalas uh, City City oh. Corps uh, or like mm. wind band mm. for a lot of years. Mm. And then you have the uniform. And yeah. doing something completely different. Yeah. Uh, so you do a lot of different genres, and you also do uh, a lot of works with different people, so you connect with them, like you say. Yeah. So maybe uh, a good advice would be to be a yes sayer, and you know, because you say yes to things and mm. you do it, so you get a lot of contacts, and that brings a lot of things back because you also give a lot to a lot of people. You know? Yeah, I think that this key to everything is what my father says. Give things. My father always says that to us children. Uh, give things to people and you will get things back. Yeah, and you also... Uh, and it will also build yourself. When you give things to others, you also raise yourself. And it's not egoistic, it's just... Uh, because, I mean, you booked in a lot of audience, Swedish artists, like very uh, famous one pop artists. I think you almost played with all the pop artists in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a few that are not on the list, but... And that brought a lot of energy to your students in the music school. Yeah. Uh, but they also brought work for them and mm. they came more than once, mm. some of them. So it was like a win-win situation all yeah. the time. Yeah. And then when you ask them another time, maybe, or you say, ah, oh, could you come again? They mm. will say, I know that guy because last time it was yeah. a nice experience. It's trust. It's yeah. about trust. You trust. And we have done this a lot of time. They know that, okay, this guy, or 
this guy. Yeah, because it can be different orchestras. It's not just me as a guy, it's the orchestra is good. But if it's different orchestras, I work with them. Okay, we worked with him before, it worked well, and it will work well this time also. So it's trustability, and I think. Because you, you come build. back to them a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Sweden tour. Yeah, but about how I. With channel I used to ask me earlier. Yeah. It's mostly a social network. Yeah. Near everything nowadays. But it's very important to have good relation with journalists. Yeah. A, nat- a natural connection with journalists and just say hello, I have this stuff going now. Uh, is it something interesting for you? Do you want to meet the orchestra? Do you want to meet the soloist? Do you want to speak to me as a conductor or a combination? That's very important to send information because or to call. Just yeah. call. Hello, I'm in the city now. Like last week we did with Boros. They fixed these uh, interviews for us. But but we, I did some interviews and, and, uh, and uh, some interviews, radio, two radios and one paper. But it's just, hello, I'm here. If you want something, if you want to speak to me about the program. Yeah. Most of people don't do that. No. Uh, they come to city and they expect that somebody should write something if you're big. Yeah. But if you are in the middle or you know, where you are, just take contact. Say hello, I'm here. We're doing this program. It would be fantastic. You are interested to, to write something. Yeah. I'm the, I'm available these days. And often they say, yeah, great. Yeah. And then next time you come to that city, you have a relation with that journalist, and I'm back you again. Them, yeah. yeah. And next time maybe they call directly. Or yeah. It's it's it's. I learn a lot. I learn a lot about this on on the all these years. So. And it's it's so much music everywhere because now people don't earn any money on selling CDs or yeah. LPs or music. So everybody needs to do concerts every time, and it's very hard competition of yeah. audience. So you need. These channels is very, very important and should be nat- natural. Just ask, say, hello, I'm here if you want something. Or, and I will always work now with some secrets. I always work with photos. Yeah. I always have photos for every concept nearly. Try to take it so I have material to send. Because you need, every people wants to have fast things. Yeah. They want to have delivered things. Not a photo that maybe is wrong size. Yeah. Oh no, it's much work. But if you have things that are ready and texts a good CV or yeah. good, then it's easier to do an interview. You have a material that is working. So try to fix things. Yeah. And then it will be much more easy. To be available and Yeah. Uh, actually, I wanted to talk to you about talking to media because it's quite uh, a skill that not every musician possesses actually. Because uh, it is hard sometimes to talk in media and mm. you go live in the radio so radio so what tips do you have for us to talk with media i love it yeah we oh, I, I, I like it very much mostly uh, be yourself be open-minded be friendly have a good material be prepared say i can also take my violin with me to the student and play something if it's mm. online like we did this last Monday, violin, and I play on a box. <laughs> but practice, practice to speak by yourself or speak to somebody and make it easy. People want to hear not easy stuff, but he, keep the subject, yeah. but go also in other direction and try to, to have, a, it's very hard, it's very hard, but interesting speaking. And of course it can be very tense to interview or this kind of stuff. I can go to myself. I, when I go to the 
It's called gymnasium in Sweden, is it? High school. High school. I was nervous. I couldn't open the mouth, mouth nearly. I I start to music uh, gymnasium or uh, high school, and and I was from a very little city, and I was not good on speaking, and all the guys was better playing than me, than and was yeah. better and more. Uh, skill to speak so I was very very shy but all these years with students all this year with musicians all this year with artists all this year with paper and this kind of stuff now it's very natural but also do you think that you you said that you always go out to the audience after the concert mm. this kind of practice like yeah, yeah. because they also ask you questions they are not journalists all of them I hope but then it's like you practice with on the audience because you have to explain what you are doing for yeah. every person in the audience and not all of them are musicians, so you kind of have to keep it simple. You cannot yeah. go away with music terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's a good exercise, actually. It's a very good exercise. Then you need also to think when you speak to lawyer. Uh, lawyer, uh, a lawyer. Uh, lawyer. <laughs> Maybe you need a lawyer after the speaking with the journalist. No, but you also, you all, of course, need to think uh, what you need to say and be prepared. You can't just go out in the air. But, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's. I think just to be have fun. That was why I started with music and practice, practice speaking. And I think, yeah, we need to change that. That musicians don't need to speak to journalists or this kind of thing. We get work anyhow. But this is part of my work to do this. And I wanted to ask. And it's so much good musicians, conductors everywhere yeah. in every city everywhere you need to be different otherwise why should you choose me yeah uh, you need to be best of course in what you're doing but it's always hundred that are as good as you so you need to also have another skills yeah and i think i mean i have a, a trick that i use maybe i learned it from you but i don't know but if people know you they will be more faithful to you as an audience because they don't follow they don't want to listen to shallow patronal they don't want to hear Bach shallow suites when they go to a concert or hearing the song visa for Utamura. they want to hear Petronella play the Bach suites they want to hear Petronella sing it because if they just want to hear the music they will put on Spotify mm. but if they actually want an experience with a person they will go to a concert so what I'm selling is me playing Bach it's mm. not Bach as a performer like Bach music is more me playing because everyone plays Bach yeah. so how how will I make them go to my concert mm. is if they know me and they are coming to see me which mm. sounds like super narcissistic but actually it's a also, a connection with the audience, you are more likely to go to see someone that you know a little bit. And if mm. you look at big bands in the pop industry, they have big fan groups because they know the band. They mm. know what their names are, they know what makeup they wear, what mm. clothes they are wearing, and they know the whole concept behind Package. them. And they will also forgive you more. Mm. That's why I talk in the, in the concerts. Mm. I always present because I get a bit nervous. But then I feel like if they know that I'm actually a person, they will forgive me if I do a mistake. Mm. Because I'm more human then. But why should they forgive someone they don't know? I think it's... Sorry if I... It helps me calm down. <laughs> I think you're extremely perfect in what way I'm thinking what you said right now uh, because that's interesting and it's not egocentric it's it's you are interesting and that's why I want to go listen because I know that you're a good musician and I I may be not interesting that's the dream in my case if I want to go and listen to you when you come to to my city because I know that you you uh, good player you're an interesting person I don't care what program you go do because it will be good yeah. and if you have that trust that's my dream, and it's not to be so. I, yeah. I I will not 
say that I'm perfect on this and I'm very ödmjuk, what's that? Humble. Humble uh, to the audience and it can change in one day. You need to, this is something you need to grow with. Yeah, so you shouldn't take anything for granted. But but the dream is to, when you come to the city and play shallow, we go to see you because it's something interesting and I know that you have done a good package and a good program that I will be very interesting in. Yeah, and I don't care if it's Bach or it's uh, what it is, because it yeah. will be perfect. Apticalyptic. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and, and this is because it's about trust. Yeah. It's about trust and about interesting. So that's the dream, I think, not to what pieces. Or it can be that also, but it was very good uh, how it's I... It's hard to be unique, yeah. yeah. But and some, some people think I'm wrong, and for them I'm wrong. And that's why we are different yeah. and i'm happy that everybody is is not like me no. if if everybody was a, uh, like me yeah. i have thousand copies or originals yeah. and why should they go listen to me yeah. so i'm happy that we are very different so i will not tell you anything more on this kidding. <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to talk a little bit about your fans because you have some crazy fans and you have some amazing faithful fans mm. I know that they give you gifts, yeah, flowers, yeah. chocolate, they even gave you a Muppet. I don't know if it's, it's Ernie or Bernie, but you have a Muppet. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what happened? Like, <laughs> Why did they give you a Muppet? Because there is like a, a Muppet who is the Swedish cook, yeah, yeah. Uh, chef, correction. But it's this uh, Bernie and... Ernie. Ernie, yeah, yeah. But I don't know which one you have, if, if it's Ernie or Bernie. Uh, uh, Bernie. I think Muppet. it's Bernie. Muppet, yeah, Bernie. Uh, 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 he travels with me in the bag nowadays also. Is this a story why they gave you that? No, or? it's not so much story. Maybe I've written somewhere that I like this on some old post and I just get it. It wasn't in Russia and I get it. Uh, oh. <laughs> I like these two guys and by coincidence I got one of them. Ah. So it was funny. But, but Russians I, are really good with gifts, huh? What? Russians are really good with yeah, gifts. Yeah, yeah, it's much better than Sweden. <laughs> it's very much better than Sweden. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, it's no, no. I kidding. It's fantastic in Sweden. I love your audience, but but they are uh, the Russians are very much with flowers, with gifts and this kind of stuff. And the thing is, I have a lot so much more younger audience in Russia yeah. than in Sweden. So I love every fans in this case. Uh, but the Russians are a little differently, and I think also because I, but I play with pop stars here also a lot, but there are really big heavy metal bands, mm. These, they have crazy audience. Yeah. You know, it's fans, Kraval Staket, I don't it's know. It's Kraval fences. Yeah, thank you for helping me. Uh, you know, the first time I was getting there, you know, I didn't know that I was on a concert. Aria, this band, had two days concert. They have their own festival, and second day they should playing with symphony orchestra mm -hmm. and I was there on the first day and I was in t-shirt and fuck it's lots of people there oh sorry for my language uh, I, I beep I go out in the audience and just check because I'm private no one knows me mm. you know I was nearly killed you know oh, wow. they start to come first two three four five six fifty person and just I was going to the floor because it was so much people uh, and they have read everything about me and they have cards with me, they have yeah. done paintings with me, it was totally... They have calendars with your face. Ah, uh, calendar, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a calendar with my as a conductor. And a key said. rings. Yeah, uh, key rings, it was lots of stuff. So it's fantastic and I'm happy it was when I it was a little older that this kind of stuff comes because I, I think it's just funny, it's yeah. very cool but... But no. also scary. It's also scary that uh, I'm happy that I can just 
take a plane and go to another place it's indifference and it's just home and cutting the grass yeah, on the going to uh, uh, ICA yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah ICA yeah. yes cool but there's so, also some guy who was like uh, giving you his cello and you, you yeah know, you cello. yeah in the orchestra I, I did the, the autograph yeah. back on the cello and he's professional player I, what the fuck are you doing it's oh it's beep yeah. <laughs> but I did it of course I signed it and it's crazy yeah and I must say I love all musicians I work with. But it's quite a big, um, I mean, compliment when the musician. Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know it, and I have contact with these guys. Yeah. But it was funny because I have Russian friends that I met in master classes, uh-huh. and one day I used to see you in the same pictures as them, and I'm like, what, what is this? You was know? it so? Yeah, like I have a friend. Her name is Anastasia. Uh, Anastasia, she's a very beautiful cellist with long, long hair. Blonde? Uh, yeah, blonde, yeah, like blonde-ish. Yeah, yeah she's blonde, but yeah. not like super blonde. Yeah. yeah. And she was like in a photo with you, and I was like, what? What is she doing there? And I was like, oh, no, it's all fish in Russia. And yeah. I was like, yeah. it felt surrealistic for me because it was two people from two different worlds in my yeah. life that was connected, and they were really starstruck. And I was like, he, he taught me when I was 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was quite proud. I, was, I felt a little bit. Uh, I was like, yeah, I know him. Yeah. It's cool, but they are uh, really, really cool. I mean, it's it's a big um, to sign the shallow. I didn't bring my shallow, but no, <laughs> next but time. I, uh, next time. <laughs> no, but uh, I really love to work with the uh, all musicians. It's fantastic, and I must say, very much Russian musicians is how oh, they are. I really love many of them because they are so versatile, they are so skilled, they are so open-minded, many of them to play all music and they work so extremely hard mm. and they are so skilled. Many of the strings, yeah. they are so and, and all, all instruments. So I'm and I'm also happy also because if we speak about politics and this mm. kind of stuff over the world, we have some tents in the world. but. You know, the first time I come to, to, to Russia, I thought I was bugged by KGB. And, yeah. you know, it was I was how we speak in Sweden about Russia. And I I don't want to speak about political now. Uh, army is always the Russians are coming. Yeah, they are here. They are here. The flight is here. I don't know anything about that. And I don't want to go into politics. And I don't say something is right or wrong here. And, of course, in different positions in Everywhere in the world, it, we see that things should be changed, also in Sweden and in different... Uh, so I, I don't go into politics here because I speak about people and it's fantastic people in Russia. And I also think, like the Swedish ambassador, ambassador says in Moscow, that Ulf, I think this is great what you're doing because it's also make the culture work between the countries working and we mm. see that between people, it's yeah. we are people everywhere. And I, I also work at the music school with yeah. there. And yeah. with small kids and with uh, a very good music school, I was in doing some master class also, and 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 it's fantastic. And this school was also here, the Richter School, one of the most famous yeah. piano player in the world, yeah. uh, Russian, fantastic Richter. He has his own school there, and I yeah. was there working. He's not living now, but but and they was here in Trolletan. We had yeah. the exchange. exchange yeah. yeah. So this is great. also part of my goal here, to make us closer uh, the world is open up with all experience this. new cultures yeah yeah so so that's that's what something that i want to give back also when i'm out working in different places to give back 
to the school I work in. Yeah, I think uh, that's really great, and I think you're succeeding well with it. I try. Uh, I had some more uh, juicy questions. So yeah, the other thing, like we we've been talking a lot about work, but how do you deal with like stress? And um, because it has its good parts, but it is stressful to stand in front of so many people uh, and do it in such a short time. You mm. said that you were changing orchestra almost every second day. Mm. How do you deal with the nerves, with the stress, with oh, the pressure? Because there is a lot of pressure. <laughs> what do you do? What's your trick? How do you survive? No, survive. I don't know. Uh, sometimes you get so used to things, so ju- you just go into it. I'm always prepared, but sometimes I'm open up things to not finish because I want that little tense in the air when I do yeah. the concert. Yeah. But I want. I don't know. I. I. This is a hard subject I just want to go to next because I am of course stressed very often uh, and I have extremely high tempo I'm stressed very often uh, to be honestly it's, yeah. it's a stressful thing to have everything in the head and like yesterday I I wake up and I got the message where I have interview yesterday mm. yeah. and I written wrong time oh, so the yeah. journalists are you coming? And I, I, I thought I have a little longer morning so I could uh, sleep. Yeah. But then I see that I had written wrong in the calendar and I should be there two hours earlier. And then we fixed it and I was fast. And I was thankful that she could change. But this is a little stress. You always, uh, you need you need to have the current calendar very correct all the time to have a good schedule. And I have good people that helping me with this yeah. home at work otherwise it will not work so I, the best tips i'm not stress free i'm no. i have it but the best tips is to to try to 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 do good schedules okay that's the best thing to keep stress away and try to learn other people maybe to don't go in the traps that i going to so prepare good schedules and um, what kind of do you write your schedule in an agenda or do you have it in your phone or phone, phone? Yeah. and now I go back to paper also yeah so yeah. I do D- double. both double and then I try to what I should do in the day to write on the paper because do you check I'm, it the day before what yeah, you're going to do next one yeah, yeah often but I'm unfortunately I'm a little guy that is live without a net, if you understand. Yeah. No security. Yeah. I jump sometimes yeah. and you don't know if it will work or not. Yeah. I was and a bit curious. I was like, I wonder if you forgot that we we're going to have this interview. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, did yeah, write you yeah. Very And I'm waiting time. a long time to see. If you, <laughs> I, I thought it was last Friday, to be honest, <laughs> but then I see, no, it couldn't be because I'm Boros this week, so it should be this week. But then I always write, I, I am meeting a lot of musicians and a lot of them I have to remind. I know. I kind of know before. I have this feeling. So I always try to send them something before yeah. to check up with them. Yeah. But I have been stood up one time uh-huh. uh, by one cellist. I won't say who, but he know who he is. But I was kind of Should expecting it. But <laughs> uh, actually he got the back pain, so he couldn't come. Swedish? Uh, he's Danish. Okay. <laughs> it was one of my teachers. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, he's a wonderful man and uh, you cannot help if you get sick. And luckily I can come back to Sweden, so it's no problem. But uh, it is common by musicians, actually. So you're not alone. No. Oh. Definitely not. It's good. And uh, it happens a lot and uh, we have to remind each other and and stuff like this. Mm. But um, it is a stress thing and I think it's also when you are creative, you kind of have to be living in the now in order to be creative. And then it's very hard to always plan ahead. And I have this problem, not problems, but challenges with other people in my 
close environment that I don't want to plan in ahead, but they really like to plan ahead. Mm. But I need to be here and now, mm. and I have to feel what I want to do now, mm. which can be super annoying. Mm. But I do also plan my life, of course, otherwise I will not do anything. And sometimes I just have to decide that now I want to do this, but also some things doesn't require create. Activity, mm. like paying, paying your bills and sending invoices you can mm. do that without creativity but uh, it's a lot of that's why I asked it because I'm searching for good tips about it. because I think we are struggling a lot with it yeah and we don't speak about it maybe else you have keep it inside but I am also not I always pushing things forward yeah. <laughs> I do <it> tomorrow <laughs> I, I do it tomorrow but do you do it because you like the deadline feeling that is on the edge or do you do it because combination like would you like to be planned actually because some people i experience that they don't really they love the deadline feeling that they are on edge so yeah. much that's why they don't plan ahead because they actually don't they they like too much the hot spot you know yeah i think it's the same for me but also a little sometimes i regret that i have not yeah. done it it's a combination but i like this of course it's a little thrilling when, yeah. when when challenged to, to cool. make it yeah but sometimes you think far i should have yeah, yeah. 11.59 feeling. It's yeah. like when you're back in the schools. I, I didn't like the school so much, some subjects. I just practice too long in the evening with music, studying percussion. And then I come home maybe at 12 in the night and, oh, oh tomorrow it's biologic or Swedish or something I should have read. And I read five minutes and just fell to sleep. And in the morning, I wake up with a book in the, in the bed and... Oopsie. <laughs> and some people are very... Structured. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. It's good that you are creative then, because you can find a solution on the spot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I learned. I learned a lot about people that that improvise. And I, I think I. You know, it's back in school. I have one guy. He was so skilled. So he, when they should, they read a book, and then after that, you should speak about yeah. the book in the classroom. And he just read the back side. The back side. And yeah. then he just speak around that. Yeah. And he, he passed the test. Yeah. And I have and I have read the book and I couldn't speak in front of people and I think mm. I must learn this. I need to learn to speak because yeah. he was very good on that and he can speak about what whatever and it works. Good. But uh, if of course it's good if you want to know what you speak about. That's, uh, I think it's uh, nice to look at other people and see what they are doing good and trying to Im imitate them yeah. and trying to steal their um, not steal but you know ask them for help. Yeah. Like that's also what I want with this, this podcast. I see someone who's doing something good, and I go to ask them, like, mm -hmm. how do you do that? Can Can you uh, give me some of your best uh, tips? Like that's what I'm after, and also if I can share it and help someone else, uh, mm -hmm. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. But I know because I read the newspaper mm -hmm. that uh, you also to stress down, you go to your summer house. Yeah. If you still have it, yeah, uh, on the west coast. Yeah. And you do nothing. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. We we have vacation is my parents' house is that we have we kids nowadays shared, so that's perfect in the summer when you have time to go there and just relax, go out in the forest, and yeah, think about because somehow I think every people feel this. Suddenly you feel like when you were twelve walking there in the mm. forest and remember everything that you did as a kid. You go fishing or you did things and it's and then you want to stay there because when you were 16 you want to leave because it's boring home yeah, no and now you just want to get back yeah. to the forest to the calm place and just don't think about things that make you pressed or it's yeah. pressure so this kind of place for me is very important 
and it's with family, of course, and then you, or people you love to be with, in general. So, so that helps helps a lot for me to yep. keep 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 the faith, and and there also that I got new ideas what I should do the next season. Yeah, when you are resting, I mean, for me, all my greatest ideas comes when I am on holiday. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I have so much. It's like my head is opening up for, it has time to breathe. And it's like, oh, let's yeah. do this. I also have a listener question from Stefan Scherbling, my old uh, teacher. Oops. Oh. Oops. Yeah. He says, um, are you still eating LCHOF? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a very main question uh, yeah uh, I eat LCOF it's mm-hmm. fantastic for me whole my family or my wife and me eats it and my daughters also start eating it you can say at least Ida and Lina also nearly everything so tell us what it is for people well, it's know. no sugar it's no bread it's no pasta it's no potatoes uh, you take away this thing I think it's called hydrat, right? Yeah, called hydrat. Yeah, I think we should have my wife here now because she's the <laughs> professional on this. I just do the, as she say. You just do the eating. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do the eating. I I do what she say in everything, nearly. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> she's the, the, the conductor boss. behind the conductor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the real boss. I mean, but, uh, and it's it's take away this kind of stuff that is not good for the body. I got some problems with my hands back yeah. in the days. So. You were feeling uh, like pain in the muscles. Yeah, or, yeah, uh, I got uh, some kind of a, a inflammation or uh, inflammation. Yeah. yeah, I got some kind of inflammation. Yeah, and it was hard. And then I, my sister, as she's a journalist, and she checked and things, and she find this LCOF and sent to me and my wife, and then my wife, she's like. Yeah, not, she's not a military, but when she di- decides something, she go all in. Yeah. So we start with this thing. I lost a lot of kilos and clean up my body a lot, and the pain was going away. Yeah. So of course I I I stand to this kind of eating then, and it's very good for me. It's not it's not about I lost about lots of kilos. Yes, of course I lost. 10 or 15 kilos that was important because it was not so heavy to my knees yeah. and this kind of stuff but it's not about how i'm looking it's about how i'm Feel. feeling yeah. so it, so it's i go on with this for all my life yeah because it is a lot of i mean it's really easy to go down the junk food uh, road when you are traveling as much mm-hmm. and it's a lot of rehearsals and they always give you sandwiches and sandwiches, yeah. especially in Denmark. I mean, they are crazy with the sandwich. Uh-huh. Like, Guys, there are other food than sandwich, you know? And they're like sandwich and sandwich. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to puke if I see another sandwich. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Actually, I'm also eating it. Yeah. But I call it like low inflammation food because yeah. it's um, I eat more food with um, like that is anti-inflammatory. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of like um, garlics and mm. uh, berries yeah. and nuts, a lot of nuts. Same here. Uh, so it's um, it's really helping me and I feel like I have more energy. In the beginning, the first two months, I was super bad. I felt super bad and my my belly was crashing. Like, wow, it was horrible. But then when I got balanced, it, mm. I think it was because I was like 
so toxic with all the uh, quality drugs and stuff. Then after that, I feel so great and I'm never sick. I I, mean, yeah. I wasn't sick that much before, but now if my boyfriend is done with a call because he doesn't eat the same food as me, because he's a bit conservative with what he eats, I mean, I don't get sick and it's really great and I I really love it. I mean, then I, of course I cheat and I eat a lot of chocolate and stuff, but I mean, to eat 80% this food mm-hmm. for me works perfectly. And of course, if someone is making me a fantastic carbonara, I will eat it once, but mm. I mean, my goal is to have 80% this food and then mm. the rest of the time I can cheat and do what I want mm. Mm. Uh, because I really like it. But it, it came from a book that I read, a Swedish author called The mm. uh, Health Revolution or something. Mm. Mm. She's also a polit- politician. Mm. Oh, she was before she got kicked out. But anyway, so now we know what you eat. But yeah. actually, I, I think... Uh, yeah, we are so, onto something, but it's also very more than this kind of eating in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, it, you have lots of stuff. Sweden, I think, is one of the first countries to work with this, and mm. it, we have uh, some good doctors working with it. And, and but it's uh, in the beginning that the doctors don't believe it. Other doctors in, yeah. uh, but if you put away sugar and all this stuff, uh, like you said, I'm nearly never cold. Yeah, I was cold very often before so yeah. so it's it's other got good stuff with it so stefan keep up we keep <laughs> up the good work yeah he's also eating it yeah yeah he's really he is really good at keeping it like yeah. i yeah. sometimes i um i meet him and uh, uh, people offer him cookies and he's like no, no. don't eat no so wow it's impressive and it's it's hard sometimes because yeah because i mean we also have the best cookies in the world yeah, i mean yeah. face like the like cinnamon rolls yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, saffron yeah. buns i mean yeah. it's i mean i do that kind of stuff still i'm not <laughs> fanatic fanatic i'm gonna check one more time so i don't forget anything yeah do you do any sports that's in the i'm same. walking a lot walk uh, a lot yeah uh, bike up the stairs maybe yeah also. yeah so that i think that's oh i walk Maybe half an hour, 40 minutes every day. Yeah, that's really good. I think it's, you know, but uh, it can always be better. But um, just to go out in, in the fresh air and take a walk, it's also clean the head. Mm-hmm. Especially make... when you work with so much noise. Yeah, yeah. So so that's, that's, that's a good thing for me. And you need to keep the body in good shape because when you're a musician or conductor or whatever, yeah. because it's not so wrong positions. Yeah, on the ergonomic uh, yeah. position. Yeah. I think it's important as human, like, I mean, I always try to think that first we are humans and then we play music, so we kind of have to, if the mu- human inside is uh, well, the music will also become better because it's yeah. in, in symbiosis with each other. Yeah. Um, lastly, I would like you to give a tip. So one tip to a music student who is in the school. So it can be a school like this in entry, mm. for example, a music school, and then one person in the conservatorium, and then one person who is semi-professional and Oops. one who is professional. Oops. So we have four tips here. Down. Oi, 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 oi. Okay, uh, student, have fun, have fun, and try to 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 have fun with the instrument. But you need to practice mm. because. Somewhere it will stop if you're not practice. So you need to practice. But try to have fun when, when you practice. Do it uh, smart. And smart is different for, for, for different people. But you need to, you need, otherwise it will be no progress. Mm-hmm. But try to have fun, play funny songs, but also go to, to technique stuff. But do a mix of this all the time. So you just, just don't do boring things. Because boring things will maybe make that you will stop playing. 
instrument. But you need also to do more yeah. things. It's yeah. a combination. Play with other musicians. That's yeah. the most important thing. Do things together. Develop things together. Yeah. It's much more fun to do things together than by yourself. Yeah. I think so. Second, what was that? Conservatorium. Oops. Uh, conservatorium. I don't know. I, I Go your own way is the first thing. Don't follow everybody. It's a little strange how I say it because I say that it's more fun together yeah. <laughs> for the younger. But I think you shouldn't copy other people. You, yes, if you are, you can copy David Garrett on violin uh, on some things and play other stuff. You can take the best things of people, but 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 don't follow the crowd. Please don't do it because it will be just one more copy. Try to be yourself. Try to not. You should must listen to your teacher, but you should go your own way and do some unique things because that's what I'm looking for if I, I search for a conductor and uh, a musician in my team. I, everybody's good playing, but it should be something more. So try to go yourself and don't get lost in this kind of, what you call it, angst? Uh, anxiety. <laughs> anxiety yeah. about this because it's a lot of that when you're standing in a practice room and listen to other, other people. Uh, why is that one better? Why I'm not? I'm good enough. Mm. Why blah blah blah? It's a lot of this kind of stuff that makes you down. It's easy for me to say because I'm being there by myself. But try to find your own style and believe in yourself. That's the more main thing I think. Believe in yourself because it will come hard times and it will come good times, like in life. I don't know if it's good, but it's how I'm thinking. The third is semi-professional. Yeah, I don't someone know. Someone who is just uh, maybe graduate uh, conservatorium, have some free uh, freelance gig, but mm. it's not yet settled. You mean work as a doctor or something? Or <laughs> no, not yet. That they have, uh, I mean, someone um, uh, who is uh, just quit studies, like a lot of my colleagues. They In quit conservatorium. Yeah, they they quit stuff. Uh, they are finishing with their degree. In they professional. Are standing, uh, yeah, uh, they are applying for all kinds of works. So they are a lot applying for works, like teachers, they are applying for work as musicians. I think you should try to, to, to be open-minded and try to find different works. Uh, if you graduated, or if we speak about conservatory students that now have leave the conservatory, yeah. they should be versatile. In my opinion, that's my opinion. It's not right. It's right for me. Uh, try to be versatile. Try to take different works. Try to also maybe combat if you if you like it. Just if you like it, combine it with to 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 teach. Yeah. Because it's the most funny thing when you see that student growing and you do things together. It's fantastic if you like it. But if you just want to be a musician and Don't hate to to, to have students, you shouldn't have it because it will not be good for you and it will not be good for the students. Uh, uh, but it's, I think it's opening, it's a very open world and you have lots of possibilities. If you just go to the opera and, and it's one seat uh, free and it's 500 searching for that place, you should try to get that work and you can make it really if you want. But you shouldn't just get lost in that if somebody else will get it. It's, the world is opening, you can do a lots of other stuff, it's a lots of companies that needs music, it's a lots of schools that needs concerts, it's a lots of things happening out there. I try. I think you should try to to make your string quartet possible or try to get gigs, try to freelance. Yeah. It's a lot of opportunities, but you need to try to see the possibilities. And it's a f very hard work, but if you want to be a musician, you, you it's a lot of 
possible. Yeah, and for a professional, a colleague. Try to not get bored. Mm. I mean, oh, it looks silly. I maybe say wrong word, but I mean, I mean, all you fantastic professional musicians, it's so fantastic, uh, and I'm I'm so happy to work with all of you. I just uh, it's I what I'm saying is that. I don't don't mean that I see it, but I just say if you stay on the same work yeah. for a very long time, you need to always have fun at work. And most of the people can go on to have fun all the t- time and develop. But if you feel that you just get stuck or it don't happen or something, maybe move to next orchestra or something. Because I think uh, you always need to have fun when you do this, whatever you do. Otherwise, it can be. It's good with the ordinary work, and everybody wants to have a work, but it should, as a musician, it should always be something extra, I think. But of course, it's with everybody, it's Monday, and everybody's Friday. But for me, it's very important to meet different people because it makes me always hungry. So, so maybe the what you're saying is a little bit that it's not too late to change, sure. to change and develop and to continue growing in the same work that yeah. you have also but i have one other thing uh, that i maybe want to say and maybe somebody like it and somebody don't like it but i'm always better when i'm a little hungry oh, yeah. if you're uh, met if you're full if you are full you're not hungry yeah. and if you're not hungry in my case i just speak for myself i don't say that this is right but for me it's right when i'm a little hungry i need to work a little more Mm-hmm. To and and need to to think of new things to get stuff happening, yeah. new projects that give me money or food or do you understand? Yeah. It's like wolf when they are hungry they yeah. are hunting, uh, hunting better. I don't know. Uh, it's my point of view. And if you are don't want to eat, you are a little lazy. Yeah. So I in my I think of myself just of myself. I'm working a little better when I'm a little hungry. So I don't want to be a fool. Yeah. Because it's a lot of time till I get retired, and I will work even when I get retired. But I want always want to be hungry, mm-hmm. stay hungry. I think that's a really nice. Uh, there is uh, also this story um, because you talked a little bit of uh, anxiety, and there is a story about there is um, some uh, Indian tribe or something that says that uh, a human has two wolves inside of you, mm-hmm. and one wolf is the good wolf, and the other one is the bad wolf who yeah. makes you feel bad and. Mm-hmm talks about like this inner voices that you have yeah. that you cannot do things and so yeah. and then they say which wolf is going to win in the end okay. and uh, then the answer is the one that you feed yeah so yeah that's that's, that's a nice true. story that yeah. i heard yeah because you were talking about hunger and, uh, yeah. and wolves yeah um so we feed the good one yeah we feed the good one yeah. why not I, I have a little wolf. He's a Westcott Spets or a Swedish Wolfhund. Aha! A puppy that I got. He's seven months old. And he's really... Um, he, when I train him, I make sure he's a little bit hungry because then he will take my treats better. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. Another, uh, another trick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it works very well because when he's he had his dinner and stuff, he doesn't listen that much. No. Because he's like, I already got my food. No, so it's, it's, it's truth. It's, yeah. it's, it's truth. Yeah. And uh, I have always high and low value treats. You know, cheese is very high value treats. Uh-huh. So if I have to do something difficult with him, yeah. I have high value treats. And when it's not so difficult, things that he already knows, I can use something as um, like uh, something that I buy. It doesn't have to be cheese. It can be like a dog candy that I got from the pet shop. 
But when I want him to come here, for example, that's a high value, high value because that's something really important because I don't want him to run away. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Works more or less. Do you have anything more to add? No, I just want to say that I'm very uh, humble again about that I have the opportunity to do this. And I know that it's hundreds, it's millions, it's thousands of mm. good conductors, musicians everywhere. So I'm just happy to be into this. So, so, so it's, it's, a, it's a big joy for me. And I know that it's so many good people out there. So I'm just happy that I can do what I I'm doing. Yeah. And just know that it's, it's like my father said mm-hmm. when I was a kid and to my brother also. Ulf, you need to practice. It's always someone better out there. <laughs> and that always, uh, you need to know that it's always someone that is better. And then you don't want this hungry wolf, in, uh, you need to practice, but also feel that, you need to feel that yesterday I did something good. Mm. Also, that's one of my problems sometimes, because I always struggle for next thing. If I did a con, I did a concert yesterday, it was amazing. I just, I forgot it. I just, to, mm, next to the next one. So I think we need to just slow down and say uh, something on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah you Pat did something good. Yeah, you were good. I just wanted to, now I have one more question. Uh, actually, it was, what do you do when people say bad things? Because they, mm, they are bound to be jealous of you, because you have a lot of success and you have mm. a lot of attention drawn to you. What do you do when people are mean? <laughs> I think it's a lot of that. I mean, they're, they are always I, am, people, I don't yeah. hear so much, but I think it's, of course, in everything. They're always there, because I can also, like, even though I'm not a big, famous musician, there is always someone who is jealous of something. It's, so, it's like my father also said, it's mm. always somebody that wants to take your place. Mm. I'm not the best one to shake it off me if I hear it, but I don't hear so much about it. But of course, it's existing. But um, I try just to be a nice guy yeah. and do my work. And uh, you try your best. And I try my best, and I say to the other people, do it by yourself or do it in your way. I do it in my way, and I work really hard for this. Yeah. I also heard of people that this is the price. I'm this. This is not big thing for me because I nearly don't hear much about yeah. it. But also it's for people that sometimes it's going well for hear this. This is the price you need to pay hmm. to get in the spot. But I think the main thing for me is to do what I'm burning for, what I like to do and to be friendly to people. Hmm. Always be friendly to people. And if somebody wants you bad or say bad things about you, yeah. I can't do anything about it. I try to stay away from it and, and don't. I'm happy it, it's not a big thing. It's not happening a lot, but of course it's happening because I do, I'm I'm, I'm a crossover musician conductor. Yeah. And of course it's a spot that, what are you doing? You are not a classical or yeah. why do you mix pop? Mm-hmm. We are pop musician with classical or what? But, ah. I give a shit about it because this is the right way for me yeah. and uh, it's the right way for classical music also you, because we need a new audience yeah. uh, so we need to mix and I of course also do just classical I do just rock stuff but this is me why should I take away myself this is my way of working and this is my style uh, the other person that wants to do something else do it just mm. do it it's up to you what you do with your life so I I just wish people good luck and yeah so so but but stay with friends that support you yeah. then you need to hear the truth sometime also but 
try to 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 stay away from people that takes your energy that yeah. that's that's a big chapter you can speak about yeah. uh, people that takes your energy it's not that they i have lots of people but around me that do that i have nobody close to me but of course it's a lot of this thing can takes energy yeah Stay away from people that eat your energy. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a that's a good. It's a really good one. Yeah, and a hard one. one. Yeah. Thank you so much for being in the podcast. Ooh. You've been amazing. I could talk with you for hours and hours. I think. But, you, you know, uh, I love this kind of speaking. So it's nice when you have a little bit more time, also. Yeah. To actually, dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. Even though I think it's uh, it's not enough time ever, but uh, and I know that it's funny for people who are Swedish who is gonna listen to this episode and hearing two people who are Swedish speaking in English. Yeah. Because it's always embarrassing when you hear your own language with an accent and and so so we uh, we are offering our our swing. Here for you Swedish, guys. yes. Be ma- have mercy, but the Swedish people are also quite proud of our English. So yeah, um, uh, we are one of the better countries, I yeah. believe. So yeah. still, I'm, I'm not so. I think we will be good off. I hope it was okay being in the podcast. Uh, not too difficult questions, or do you no. have any any tips for the podcast? You do a lot of recordings yourself. I don't know. I think it's uh, very good questions. It was very nice to be here interesting questions happy to meet you again and your career and what you have done since we meet the first when it was uh, Trinazi you know 13 years Trinazi is Russian yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Trinazi. Yeah. You, now you we know have... that it was actually your fault that I, we ended up here, you know, with the podcast and everything, because I didn't like to play cello before I joined the orchestra. Actually, I hated it, and I just played because my mother thought that I should, and she said that I would become stupid if I didn't. Yeah. So I, I played cello and I hated it, and then I was like, okay, maybe I will join the orchestra. I can play with some famous people. That's that's fun, at least, you know. Yeah. And then because my, uh, I think my cousin was in the orchestra playing the trombone. Uh-huh. Uh, because he's from Who was that? Varian. He's um, Anders. Anders, yeah. Anders Hello, Anders. <laughs> and then uh, I I went to your orchestra. I was like, he's quite quite fun actually. And then I was like, okay, maybe I will just join one more orchestra. And then I kept on climbing, yeah. and here we are yeah. today. So yeah. it's your fault. Happy to see <laughs> you and what you're doing now. Yeah. So thank you so much for Thank you. Monster in music. Monster in music. Monster in music.